The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Fantasy, you're in the 06010. Wednesday, August 7th, Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. We are rolling. You know who it is. Field of Matthew hanging out with you today on a special day here at ESPN. It's the Ocho Day. The Ocho is taking over the most eccentric, unique, Sometimes funny, hilarious, unbelievable. It's sports. awesome. So, Thirsty Kyle. So it's it's the Ocho Day. So if you go to ESPN two for two, the yeah. entire day, uh, it is they've turned ESPN two into the Ocho. Obviously, an homage to dodgeball. Yes. Uh, this summer, believe it or not, I actually met. Um, I was at a party. This is very random. This is going to be great. It's actually not even that great. It's it's it's. But I um, I uh, I met at this party was both um Vince Vaughn. And, um, Jeez. and, uh, and Ross and Thurber, who is the guy who wrote and directed Dodgeball. No kidding. And, um, what kind of party was this? It was, believe it or not, it was actually, it was actually sort of a fundraiser like a, kind of thing. It was one like of your a, twins. No, no, no. It was, like a, it was, uh, it was, it was, be the same it was when I was in that. LA and it was, a it was actually like a, a, a fundraising sort of thing. Oh, cool. Um, okay. uh, that, uh, a friend, a friend of mine, um, my friend Jeremy Garlick, the, uh, a, a great screenwriter, um, who, uh, who wrote the breakup and he's written a, a, a ton of a uh, ton of great movies he's directed some as well uh anyway he was hosting a uh, a get together for um to uh to raise awareness for a uh, an amazing cause and so anyway it was a kind of a brainstorming session slash party hard to explain kind of a cocktail party thing but anyway my point is is that like i they were both incredibly kind vince vaughn by the way a big fantasy football player nice um was talking to me about how he plays with his kids but uh like i so desperately wanted to be like you know, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. But I didn't. I did not want to do you know, it. You know, good. I'm glad you I didn't. have to assume that that people like that do not want to be quoted. Like I'm sure, because like everyone in the universe comes up and quotes. My quotes question: that Do you love like, it when people do that to you? When they come up and be like, "Hey, it's the prettiest girl in the bar, Matthew Bear." Like, do you love that? It when I love you... that. I actually love. What about the when they quote something from Crocodile Dundee three? That I don't love. Okay, okay. but like when when people <laughs> yeah, but when people has... come up and. Qu- I mean, yeah. He has so many movies, though, and there are so many notable moments. Too like, many. That so is many the quotable. One, yeah. Yeah, like, is that the one line? That's, is that the stickiest line in his career? I don't think so. I don't know what else would be, but, like, how many great movies has he made? Uh, We've lost of, count. Tr- I mean, he's he's amazing, but, I mean, I feel like, It's got to be Wedding Crashers. It I was just going to say, Stage 5 Clinger. I was just saying, uh, it's wedding season! Yeah. Right, that, I mean, Swingers. Swingers has full, a lot so of quotable great. moments. So good. Quotable, yep. quotable moments. Um, but anyway, I bet Wedding Super, Crashers is the most quotable amongst Vince Vaughn movies. That'd be that's my guess. Pr- do a poll, real quick. Okay. Swingers, dodgeball. What was the one where he was in college with Will Ferrell? In my boy old school, Blue? old school, old school. Yeah, like that's very, another. But the thing that? is, in that, I, I think many people's interpretations of the most memorable character of that movie is Will Ferrell. Yeah. I, I would Frank agree with that. Uh, but I just think that in Wedding Crashers, but, it's 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 so it is him and and Owen Wilson obviously are just incredible. But, they are just yeah. phenomenal. And every think, line is pretty much like, every uh, scene has one line was it, you can remember. Was from it. uh well I know Vince Vaughn was earmuffs oh, in uh, yeah. old school. Yeah. But was who was uh you're my boy blue? Was that Will Ferrell? I feel like I that, that was You're my boy Ferrell. blue. Yeah, right, that Ferrell. was Will Ferrell. He wasn't character. he wasn't even if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That was Patches of Hula right. which was Rip Zorn, right? right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So Rip anyways, Zorn. there are so many there are amazing Patches of Hula that's right. That's the character. There are so many amazing sports being played today. That's such a dumb but awesome 
hilarious movie. Anyway, I bring all that up because on the Ocho tonight, which is us, is a um, no, right now all day. Right, the Ocho is right now. But I was going to say they're they're doing the dot. When is Thirsty Kyle? When is the dodgeball? dodgeball played at midnight this past? So like whatever. Dodgeball the movie played ago. overnight, and then it plays again tonight. We've got the U.S. versus Canada in a world champion dodgeball match tonight. It's prime time. It's, you got to view it. Not what only it, that. But if you are not ready by whatever time prime time is defined as, if you want to wet the beak a little bit <laughs> at one thirty this afternoon, for those of you that have been longing for some cherry pit spitting competition, which mm. I would say it's friendly, but there's nothing, there's nothing friendly about spitting cherry pits. No. At one thirty on ESPN two, you can check that out. How do you do that? How do you spit cherries? Well, I don't know. I think it's a cherry spit pitting. I mean, like, do you spit it at each other? Spitting. Is it just or is it? I'm length? imagining for is distance. It distance? I think it's distance. distance. And also, yeah, distance like, and accuracy. I believe distance accuracy. To... What about speed? Is speed one of the categories? I do not. Pl- I believe do they put a radar gun on I, that because that would be cool. I think air yards is a thing. Air yards. Yeah. Air yards <laughs> for spit. Yeah, I like that. Cherry pit spitting. One thirty. Shout out to Frisco Josh. All right. Um. So, all right. Uh, Appointment TV, one thirty. Cherry one thirty. So, anyway, happy happy Ocho Day to you and to you, my Don't friend. Don't you think ESPN should like create like even an Ocho channel on ESPN Plus, or just turn like ESPN Classic into the Ocho? Yes. That would be fantastic. Yes, I'm with you on that. We have universal agreement on this. It's official. Rewind. Fantasy news from the National Football League. This is the instant replay. Reminder, before we get into our double trouble over uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys, doors for our New York City live show at the Hard Rock Cafe open at 6.30. The show begins 7.30 on August 20th. Tickets remain available, I think. Maybe just Do a they? couple left. Probably not a lot, but... Tickets just went on sale five minutes ago, JK, so... JK, tickets are now on sale. I thought they were on sale yesterday. I thought they were on sale yesterday. We told everyone they were on sale yesterday. Nope. Nope, they are on sale today. They're now oh, we did tell them they were on sale yesterday, right? They're available. Ticketweb.com and search for ESPN's Fantasy Focus. Anyway, ticketweb.com. Ticketweb.com. If you want to come to uh, New York City and uh, see the whole crew August 20th, uh, Field will probably do shots of fireball with you. Ooh, All right. Really? Yep. Doors also, open at 630. Uh, show is at 730 Tuesday, August 20th at the Hard Rock Cafe in beautiful Times Square. And if you did not listen to the show either the first two days, Field, there's a number of different ways that you can watch us right now this year, which is different from last year. That's correct. So obviously on you. Twitter every single day. 10 We're getting to football. Time. We promise everyone. We will. Plus YouTube. You can live stream that. And also the episodes are available after the fact, the full right. episode on so, YouTube. So right. So you can you can watch us on the Twitter. The easiest way to do it you is to- I'm going to open up the ESPN app right now and see if we can watch us. Oh, good. I'm they checking do this that out. right now. Look at you. Yep. Uh, Seeing right now. I couldn't now. log How's into my Twitter. We've got new computers here and I, 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 have, oh, like two, I have like two-step authentication. It's too Sounds like you're doing great for me. so far. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's awesome. But uh, anyway, follow about at- this? Fan- Here you go. Follow at Fantasy Focus on the Twitter- and so that 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 streams it live. You'll get that. Um, Field, of course, has scheduled tweets with his tweet deck and the whole thing. So you can also follow at Field Yates on Twitter. He'll put it out there. I try to remember, but then I rem- I forget all the time. But yes, ESPN's YouTube channel is another place to watch us live. Or the and ESPN the ESPN app. app. This is That's pretty the best cool. place to do it because the ESPN app is awesome. So open your app up and then click on the watch tab. It's the middle tab on the bottom of your screen. And here right I am. Now. I'm watching. I'm looking at Daniel. Now I'm looking at Matthew, which is slightly less aesthetically pleasing. But I, I can see the show right now. This is cool. The ESPN app, one of many ways for you to watch you us now every you, single you day. You click the watch tab. Yeah. You do oh, that. and then it says, yeah, right Fantasy there. Focus Live right now there. Play. Pretty cool. So I'm, I'm hitting play. Right. I'm hitting radio play, right here. and then no, no, no. But what I want you to do is, can you, can you, can you see this? 
So right here. So now you're watching me. What and like it's it's like a it's like Hallway memento, it's right? Like inception, inception. Yeah. That's what it is. It's inception. There you go. It's like memento where you yeah. write stuff all over your body. Is Come that on, what you're Kenny, talking about? Take, yeah, take uh, camera three right there. I go. There we go. Look at that. Nice. Look at that. That's me on. That's you on the app. We're it's famous. We're on an app. It's a me. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the app should be the Ocho. Okay. All right. Football time. Football. Uh, let's begin with some double trouble. Double trouble. Double double trouble. Trouble. Double trouble. Double double trouble. Double trouble. As of this moment, they're on double secret probation. How about them Cowboys? Dallas Cowboys is where we begin. Their Vegas projection for wins is nine. They've got 32 wins over their past three seasons, which, wow, that's pretty impressive. Nine plus wins in three straight years. Matthew, uh, we know that one of the biggest stories about the Cowboys this uh, offseason has been Zeke Elliott's current holdout. But before we get to Zeke Elliott, which we've talked about a couple of times over the past few days, let's begin with this quarterback, Dak Prescott, who, like Zeke, also would like a raise. Um, unlike Zeke, he has showed up to work. I think Dak Prescott's one of those interesting quarterbacks, Matthew, because we talk about players having a wide range of outcomes. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like Dak's range of outcomes is not as wide relative to other quarterbacks? Like, Jameis Winston's got a wide range of outcomes, right? Like, he could be a top-seven quarterback this year. Wouldn't surprise me. He could be the 20th best quarterback this year. Wouldn't surprise me. With Dak... I think that maybe his ceiling's a bit higher than people want to give him credit for. I agree. But I feel like, you know, medium or high floor, medium ceiling for Dak. Fair? I think, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I was going to say, it, barring injury, it doesn't feel like, because he's always been sort of, sort of good, like solid. Yeah, you solid know, player. And like, and like there have been previous years where I've said, like, I don't know that this, that I don't know that this is going to be the year for Dak. I'm sure Dak is going to regress because, like, what are the odds of him getting six rushing touchdowns again? And yet, Three straight years, he's gotten exactly six rushing touchdowns. And then yeah. you look at, I think the most important thing here is, there's two two things. Number one is what this offense looked like after they got Amari Cooper, after they had a true number one fantasy wide receiver. And like, for whatever reason, Dak and Des Bryant never seemed to get on the same page. They just, and Des was in and out of the lineup as well, was struggling with injuries at that point in his career. So it felt like Amari Cooper was the first true kind of elite number one wide receiver that Dak had a connection with. Sure. And once Amari Cooper came over, Dak Prescott averaged over 274 passing yards a game. He completed over 71% of his passes. He ranked, he had nine, he averaged 19.3 fantasy points per game. He was the ninth best quarterback in fantasy. And so now you've got a whole season of uh, this offseason. Uh, to integrate Amari Cooper. And, you know, actually, it's interesting. Like, so I talked to Jason Garrett at the, Name dropper. at the interview, at the, uh, at the combine. And he actually did a quick little interview for us for the fantasy show on ESPN plus. And he talked about the fact that how excited he was is like, he's like, last year we were just sort of, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but in essence, he said something to the effect of like, last year we were sort of making it up as we went along, trying to integrate him as quickly as possible. But he came in during the middle of the season. There's only so much you can do. He's like, I'm excited to get him for an entire offseason and build an offense around what he does well. And obviously there was already a connection there between Dak and Amari that was immediate, but building upon that. The other point of, to note here is that Scott Linehan, no longer the offense coordinator, Kellen Moore will be calling the plays for uh, for the Cowboys. Kellen Moore, former backup quarterback, um, 31 years old, and the reports out of Dallas and from Jason Garrett is that we expect a more a more aggressive offense, uh, a more open offense. So a couple of things on Dak, because I agree with everything that you've said so far, but a couple of the reasons why you're optimistic are what you just laid out. Yeah. 
better supporting cast if Zeke is playing. Also, uh, just you know, the idea that the mentality could shift a little bit. Now, the limiting factor is probably pretty simple, right? It is the not the run heaviest offense in the NFL, but it's but one of them. It's got to be up there for right. near the top. Anecdotally or statistically speaking, it's clear who this Cowboys back uh, offense runs through. We'll talk about Zeke in just a moment here. Beyond that, Matthew. Although Dak Prescott has had some bright moments as a passer, and he was much better in terms of completion percentage, 71.3% after he after the Amari Cooper trade, yep. Dak Prescott's just not a carve-you-up-with-his-arm kind of guy. No. He just isn't. He is not Carson Wentz or Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or Drew Brees, etc. Right. So in that regard, but, I feel as though the ceiling is a little bit capped. Again, like It's a little bit capped, but but in terms of the floor, like here's a guy that again, since 2000 all three NFL seasons that he's played, at least 22 passing touchdowns and six rushing touchdowns. He is the only quarterback to do that in consecutive seasons since 2001. Right. So it's been quite a while. So there's a floor there and again, I think like you look at his ADP, just 13, you and I both have him slightly lower than that, but but again, I think that's about the right range. And so he's, a, in essence, he's being drafted as a high end QB, too. And like, I think it's unlikely that he gets into sort of that top five, top six. But if you're looking for a viable starter at not starter prices, I feel like that's Dak Prescott. Like, like if, if we, if we're here a year from now and Dak Prescott's the eighth best quarterback in fantasy, no one's shocked. Right. But I think one of the things that happens with me is like, I can imagine like 12 quarterbacks that have, Top five potential this year, right? Sure. Dak isn't one of them. So if I'm playing in a 10 or 12 team league, my preference fences. is to swing for the fences early and understand that I can repair the position because of the depth later on. But we're in agreement. Dak is a mid-tier QB2. An above-average fantasy quarterback. Yep. I'm more bullish on Dak this year than I have been in previous years. There's no question about that. And part of that is obviously the addition of uh, Amari Cooper. And honestly, like, if this Ezekiel Elliott holdout as we move on to the running back position in your field, but if Ezekiel Elliott is holds out for any amount of time, the offense is more on Dak's shoulders. We've seen it once before. Six games that Zeke was suspended two years ago. Yeah, uh, The Cowboys were stuck in the mud. Now, they also had some other injuries that season. We have seen some interesting splits for this offense without Ezekiel Elliott, without Tyron Smith, but... Yeah, it's an interesting moving target. So for right now, a lot of my evaluation of Dak is assuming Ezekiel Elliott is there, which leads us back to Zeke. Zeke, as we know, as we talked about yesterday and the day before, is not here. And as Josina Anderson reported yesterday, it's at least possible that he will not play this year because if he doesn't have a new contract, he's not showing up for work. That's what he claims. We've got a lot of time. Did you see Le'Veon Bell tweeted support for him? Yeah, I can only imagine. Did your head explode? Yeah, I'm just What did like, you do at that moment? Stop. I mean, just like. Did you, just did you, stop. did you like mute? Did you, have you muted or blocked Le'Veon or, or I just, not to get petty. I don't, but. no, I don't follow him on Twitter, but, uh, uh a lot of people, you know, it, it just wound it up in my timeline, into, timeline. Into, into your timeline, uh, uh, quite a bit. And it's one of those things where you want to be like, dude, it didn't work out for you. Right. Le'Veon. Like, like you lost $14 million. You lost year. $14 million. You wanted to sign for 50, you signed for 22. Right. And it's still like, it's all funny money because it's all like, Le'Veon Bell is an extremely wealthy man, um, but no, you like your whole point was you wanted like this biggest payday, and you left money on the table. Right. In terms of like arbiters of running back contracts, like maybe Zeke shouldn't be the one to be wearing the crown right now. Right. Fair? Or yeah. Or Le- I'm sorry, Le'Veon, Le'Veon, Le'Veon should not Le'Veon, be the one yeah, you're wearing Le'Veon, the crown right now. Yeah. Let's uh, go back. I don't to know Zeke. what Le'Veon Bell's post NFL career looks like, but I think being an agent should not be on his list. 
have no, there's no uh, Rich Paul rules in the NFL yet, as far as I can tell. <laughs> Fair so. enough. Not to can get into the uh, NBA. Can you believe that? What? So come ridiculous. on, so stupid. Come on. All right, uh, uh, Zeke Elliott. Last yes, year, 15 games, 304 carries, 77 catches. He is the preeminent workhorse running back in the NFL since he entered the league three seasons ago. Nobody has more 20 plus carry games. It is clear that this offense runs through him. So I, if any, if any running back crazy, has an argument, this is a crazy stat. Just I want, I want to, I want to hit on that for a second. He had 70% of the games Ezekiel Elliott have played in his career are 20 plus carry games. Mm -hmm. The next highest on that list is Todd Gurley and 37% of Todd Gurley's games are 20 carry games. Obviously Gurley. And then you look at the rest of the list, Gurley, like Le'Veon Bell, those are guys that get involved in the passing game. More than Zeke, but I last year know. Zeke was in the passing no, game a big way, that, right? Like I think that there was seventy-seven be, catches for Zeke last year because Zeke is such a dominant runner. I think people assumed that he wasn't like yeah. maybe people thought coming out he's more Adrian Peterson than he is Marshall Falk. He was kind of like Marshall Falk last year, honestly. I mean, he, not he, in terms of total touchdowns, but the the catching, the rushing, there's everything about him. There is zero hesitation for me in taking Zeke Elliott anywhere from one to four. If he is if back he's for in work. camp. So uh, if, that's the analysis, Matthew. If yeah. he's, and if he's not, we've talked about it twice already this week. We'll talk about it more. He's going to slide down. Um, but the bottom line is this. I, if, if, and wasn't it two years ago that Zeke were we was waiting? This, we were yeah, waiting in the wings like, on Zeke's suspension. It was the clarity on Zeke's suspension, and then eventually he got six games. Six games, like, but he was appealing, and there's all these sort of legal battles and everything like that. And so there was questions about what, who was going to be backing him up as well. And, um, I, I remember. Think, I think I traded clarity. him. I traded him to you in the in the celebrity league that year. I believe I probably won that. league. Yeah, be, I, I don't think you did, but uh, I'll have to check sure the I tape might've. on that. Pretty sure I might have. Anyways, might've. Zeke is the man. Did he? Did he win two years ago? I did. He had yeah, he did. Ball. Yeah. NBD. Sorry, Zach Efron. I beat you in the battle of the abs. Uh, oh um, God, that's right. So uh, in terms of Zac backup Efron. running backs, because so again, that's going to be. We are yeah. going to. I'm not going to say we're going to punt on this conversation, but. The picture of who would fill in for Zeke right. is a lot clearer once they've actually had a chance to play some preseason games. And I, I'm not saying that necessarily this Thursday night or whenever their first game is will we'll uncover it all. But it's hard for us to be particularly confident in saying, all right, it's got to be Tony Pollard or it's got to be Darius Jackson or Mike Weber or whoever it might be. Alfred, Alfred Morris. Morris. Right. It's a, it's, to me, it's a moving target, to use that expression, one more time. Yes. But there's value if somebody emerges there will be value there. No question. There's also value in ADT because the Fantasy Focus is brought to you by ADT. What does real protection mean for our listeners? You can get all of the latest innovation in smart home security from ADT combined with 24-7 monitoring from the most trusted name in home security. You get a team of professionals designing and installing a secure smart home just for you. You get 18,000 employees safeguarding them with connection to first responders. You get the nation's number one smart home security provider. You can get a secure smart home with everything from video doorbells, indoor and outdoor cameras, smart locks and lights, controlled from the ADT app, or the sound of your voice, sort of like Siri voice control. You can get professionally monitored, uh, professionally monitored carbon monoxide and smoke detectors. That's useful. You can get a system custom designed to fit your home, whether it's small like mine or big like Matthew's. You can get a safety on the go, which is in the car or when their kids are at school, with the ADT Go app with an SOS button. And please support ADT because you know why? They support us. People helping people. 
I love. I gotta say, Field, those video doorbells are pretty sweet. Awesome. I don't have one because I, I live in a, in a building, not a uh, not a, a, a single oh, family residence. You are missing out. I know. Well, when I buy a house one day, it's going to be ADT'd out. You can count on that. So we're back to the Cowboys here. Amari Cooper traded by the Raiders to the Cowboys. He played nine games with Dallas. I'm sorry. Yes, nine games with Dallas last season. He had 53 catches for 725 yards and six touchdowns. Matthew, you have him at 13, which is crazy. I have him at 12. His yeah. ADP right now. Why do right you now, love Amari Cooper? I just, it's just. I, I, Why am I so down on Amari I Cooper? don't know. I like. Roll Tide. Anyways, the tier of players he's being drafted amongst includes guys like T.Y. Hilton, Adam Thielen, and Julian Edelman. He seemed to take off for the most part when he arrived in Dallas, yeah. and no one will forget was it was that on Thanksgiving Day? Oh, I think it might have been the week after Thanksgiving because yeah. the Cowboys always play Thursday and then Thursday. Right. He had that yeah, the Thursday three night game. Like, unbelievable. Forty nine point seven points. Ridiculous. He was incredible. Ridiculous. Did he turn the remember corner? When, remember when you traded Amari Cooper? But that was a couple the, years ago. Yeah, against Kansas record. City. Right. And they were in Oakland. And like I got Amari Adrian Cooper was Peterson. brutal the whole year, and then you traded him. Right, and then he went off on that Thursday. Night. I got Adrian Peterson though, who yes. I like. I think uh, Cooper had forty nine points. I think Peterson had nine, so it almost right, worked, almost out, worked for me, out for you. Right, almost. pretty sweet. I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, I don't uh, remember that. So, so Amari Cooper uh, after the trade uh, to Dallas was the ninth best wide receiver in terms of total points. He was wide receiver twelve on a per game basis. Here, he's still. It feels like he's been around forever. Still, just twenty five years old. It's ridiculous. Um, so an elite talent, but. Are you worried about the consistency? So you think about like where he's going in terms of ADP. He's going okay. around, to your point, he's going around T.Y. Hilton, Adam Thielen, Julian Edelman. And so, in essence, you're going to have to choose between those wide receivers, right? And so uh, our friend Tristan H. Cockroft, who does his consistency rankings, they're yep. great. You can check them out on ESPN.com, of course. I'm a company man. It's okay, Daniel. That's all right. You produce your other show. Whatever you're doing. What do you know? What are you motioning to? Get well, a okay, I'll tell you. Right now, boy, this is going to get weird. Sorry about this, Kenny. Uh, we're having a conversation when we have the graphic up. It says uh, Amari Cooper's ADP is 12. It should probably say wide receiver 12 in front of that, just to make sure that everyone knows it's not the 12th not going ADP. 12 overall. Yeah. Just right. for, just for you know, visual, you know, the graphic right. side of things. Kenny's a new guy. Yeah. Kenny's a new guy. Kenny's learning. That's what happens with new guys. You're trying to learn. Here. Way to go, Kenny. He was like, no, I feel like that's on you. It's not on Kenny. That's yeah, on you. Yeah, no, it's Why on me because like I was in the middle of about to do it with him, and then you made me come into the show because you said a thing. I was like, we were handling it here sorry. behind the glass. Is that my fart thinking you were producing the show, that you were paying attention to the show? I, is it, that my it, bad? Is that my fart? Is that uh, it said? is. It is was. That I think fart? if it you smelt it, you dealt it. You smelt it. I don't think I said my fart. I, you just did. stinky boy. Did I pull a Robert Flores? Jim Tom Sula. Right. Um, uh, Missy Roflo. We love you, love you, Roflo. True or fart? All right. So anyway, um, the thing about Amari Cooper is the consistency ranks. I was going to say, if you look at this, so T.Y. Hilton, according to Tristan, the 12th most consistent wide receiver in fantasy last year. Okay. okay. According to Tristan, Adam Thielen was the fifth most consistent wide receiver in fantasy. Okay. Julian Edelman, the most consistent wide receiver say, in fantasy. I was just going to say, doesn't it feel like Edelman's consistent? Totally. Uh, Amari Cooper was the 49th most consistent wide receiver in fantasy, and that's out of 51 wide receivers that we tracked. Right. He was better than Dante Pettis and Josh Reynolds in terms of consistency, and you sort of look at the final eight games of 2018, right? Uh, I mean, it goes from 13 5, 6.6, 38, 13.6, 49.7, 8.3, 6, 6.1. I mean, it just highs and lows. And so... 
can you live with that? Is he a better best ball player than yes. uh, than standard, you know, than a redraft guy? I bet he's a better best ball receiver than basically, you know, than Thielen and Edelman probably. But maybe 100%. not than Edelman, yes. Yeah. I remember our friend Ryan Rosillo, who's now, uh, congratulations to him on his new gig with the Ringer, uh, fellow love ESPN Ryan, colleague, a couple of years ago made a point that, remember when the Falcons and Eagles opened up the season after the, after the Eagles won the Super Bowl? Yeah. And Matt Ryan was terrible on Thursday night. And everybody, yeah. this was the year after his near, uh, or, you know, he played at a high level. And basically Ryan's point, one of his takeaways was So it would have like, been 2017. 2016 was his MVP year. So I'm sorry, then it was two but, years later. Think, it was the year right? after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. All right? Okay. Because they Got opened it. up on Thursday night. Yeah. And it was like, if you're going to stink... Like, don't stink week one Thursday night when everybody is watching the game. Right, 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 right. right. So if you're going to be good, be good when everybody's watching the game. The Cowboys are always on TV. Uh, I think on one of the amazing, amazing games for Amari Cooper was at Thanksgiving. So part of our thinking on Amari Cooper is probably sort of fixated upon those massive games. The, the games when everyone's watching. But like, you That's can right. sort of forget the, you know, like, hey, it's okay that you had those three games where you had 8.3 points or less because you were also awesome for the 45-point game. The big, well, big picture takeaway here yes, is, to your point, this is a wide receiver too, who has the upside to be not a wide receiver one, wide receiver one in a given week, sure. but also might be a guy that you're going to be scratching your head as to why you started them with. Some yeah, confidence. and you have to wonder is because he was inconsistent in Oakland, uh, but how much of that was quarterback play? How much of that was coaching changes? There was a lot of turmoil in Oakland, and. Is this the year? I mean, we always say this with Amari Cooper, and again, he still finished, you know, well last year. But is this the year field that, with a consistent quarterback in Dak Prescott, what should be a, a high target share, what we think is going to be an aggressive play call, play caller? Like, is this the year that Amari Cooper puts it all together? Like he, he know we know he wants to get paid, right? So there's a little bit of uh, you know the anecdotal like. Contract year, want to ball out for a contract year kind he of thing. Maybe paid before then, but still, right. yes. we'll see. We'll see. We're, if he's right, not, him, yeah. him, Dak, and Zeke all want new deals, and so we'll see uh, where that all lands. But um, I don't like he's one of the most. What ESPN Radio breaking news? Did did uh, did Kenny change the graphic? Is what's going on? Is Kenny's it, is graphic it, it, now says ADP wide receiver twelve. Guys, let's go. Mid show, Kenny. Kenny, you've through. been promoted. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. You've been promoted, Kenny. Did Luna ever change a graphic mid-show? I don't think he did. I don't think he ever did. Never did. No. Ever did. Shout out to Kenny. Day. Shout out to Kenny. Okay. Right. So, beyond Amari Cooper, because we see it the same way. We just said it. A wider receiver, you know, a top-end wide receiver, too, who's got some inconsistencies. A, wi- other- a wider range of outcomes for Amari Cooper than some of the other guys going in his range. So, it just sort of depends on the kind of player you are. We, we do not believe that there are three other starters weekly amongst the Dallas pass catchers. But wide receivers and tight ends, who has the value or who presents the best value for you amongst the names like Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb, and our briefly former teammate Jason Witten? Yeah, I'm sort of intrigued by Michael Gallup. Mm, uh, same. Like, you know, I liked what I saw. There was flashes, obviously. Look, even after the Amari Cooper trade and the Cowboys passing offense took a lift, he was still wide receiver 79 on a points-per-game basis here. But he did have a 15.9% target share following the Cooper trade, including the playoffs, just 11% pre-Amari uh, Cooper. I don't know. Like, I don't know. So Gallup, his final five, in five of his final six games last year, yep. uh, Michael Gallup either had a touchdown or seven or more targets. So he was either, like, involved and had an opportunity or he got into the end zone, and so... Uh, this is there's not a ton of stats to support this. I've it's more just here. eye test. 
uh, in terms of liked what I saw out of the player. We expect this offense to be a little bit more open. He's one of the more intriguing young players. I'm in a dynasty league. I'm in one of these crazy expert dynasty leagues, and I have Michael Gallup in that team, and I'm excited about that just for the future. We'll see what happens there. But I, I think he's a wide receiver seven, six or seven flyer. Right. Here's the good news for Michael Gallup is that last year, weeks one to five, he ran 14 routes per game. Okay. Weeks six to 17, it ballooned to 31 routes per game. So clearly they developed more trust with Michael Gallup. Randall Cobb and Jason Witten, to me, Matthew, like if you're taking them, it's, you know, Randall Cobb might be like a legacy pick, right? Like you just love Randall Cobb because he's sure. done a lot for you. And Jason Witten, I think they're a higher upside player to the tight end spot. Fair? I would agree with both those things. Randall Cobb is just going to be kind of a better man's Cole Beasley. Like, I, I like a, a he's going to be maybe not. I thought Randall Cobb was. We'll see, right? Actually, yeah. Um, I thought Cobb. One was of them spot- got twenty-seven million dollars this offseason. One of them got five. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's crazy. Fair. You know that is fair. Cole Beasley got paid. Uh, also, one of them spits go Bills. sick bars. Like, Colby's is a pretty good rapper. You know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Check him out on, uh, I think he might have a SoundCloud page. If not, he's pretty good on Twitter, <laughs> I'm too. Sure. I'm sure he ha- Doesn't everyone have a SoundCloud page? Yeah. Everyone but me. Someone uh, create a SoundCloud page for me. Oh, my it's God. It's just mostly me just butchering words. I was going to say, hey, can, but no, you, you just talked about your fart earlier. You can have a soundtrack oh, of farts. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. There you go. Let's a Symphony of Farts by Matthew Berry on anyway, SoundCloud. Randall Cobb, I think, is probably going to be a better pick for the Cowboys than he will be a fantasy asset. We'll come right back and discuss Fly, Eagles Fly. Fantasy, you're in the 06010. Focus. Fantasy. Fantasy. Focus. Thirsty Kyle lets us know that Cole Beasley's album is called The Autobiography, and it is 13 so, songs. One of the hottest debates in rap right now is J. Cole or Cole Beasley. Who's the better rapper? <laughs> Who's the better, yeah. Who's the better Cole? Well, there, there was that, I forget who tweeted it out, but there was. Somebody tweeted out like top twenty rappers of all time, and everyone that. got everyone all so upset mad. about the about the rankings. Right? It was yeah, but that's that's how social media works sometimes. Right. It's like Create a you list. want to elicit you want to elicit like a crazy amount of response. Like I saw that 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 table thing that was going around yesterday. Yeah. What table you got? I was like, I'm so confused. Why am I looking at a cafeteria with like? You know, a variety. Oh, yeah, see that yeah, one? yeah, yeah. So, right. Which, which, it was like there were 12 in, which, who, lunch who, tables. Right. And each one had three people. Who, who are you sitting Like there's with? one with like, it's like Serena and... Um, one of them was like basically just like anybody who's notable in American culture. One of right. it was like, okay, here are like 12 tables of three football people. Are you sitting at the table with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and whoever? Or are you sitting at the table with, you know, Josh Dotson and... Um, Mo- Morgan Moses and Dan Snyder. Well, obviously that's the one I'm picking. Hail the Redskins, hail victory. You know? The Eagles. Speaking of uh, the Redskins and the right. NFC East, what, what about a yeah? Is Dan on the phone right now? He might impressive. Be. Okay. Oh anyways. yeah, that's that. There it is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it yeah. The first table. It's weird. Look, the first table is Serena Mike Williams, Leach. The Rock, oh, and Greg Popovich. Right, and then so that's table two. Table oh, one sorry, is, is Mike table Leach, two? Ellen DeGeneres, and LeBron James. Table like, three. What? How does Mike Leach get to that table? I don't know. Although Mike Leach is pretty funny on Twitter too, Mike Leach would actually be the reason why you'd want to be at that table. That's a really? good point. Oh, he over, is over. He, oh, he's over, out there, man. It, it, oh, he's out there. Pirates and everything. Leach wins this graphic, in my opinion. Yeah, that's oh, what Mike made it. That, really, that's what made it an easy choice for me. I would take a class. I'm sorry, because I'm looking at who's at it. He's at a table with Ellen Ellen and LeBron and LeBron. Yeah, yeah, and they're Mike okay Leach? too. Lake Show. Yeah. 
But I don't, okay. I got to be honest with you. I'm looking at like I might be. I might have to go process of elimination on some of these. Like, like I'm looking. So you have it up. So it's hard. But is that is that like Mahomes and Steve Kerr? Yeah, that's uh, Patrick Mahomes, Steve Kerr, and Beyonce. Which is that's kind a of pretty good table. Um, that's a pretty good table. I feel like Tom Brady, Snoop Dogg, and Joe—they're all interesting. Tom Brady, Snoop Dogg, and Joe Madden interesting. The only one that kind of stands out to How me. How did is Guy like, Fieri get in there? Dude, Look at Guy. Fieri. <laughs> don't you dare be Smirch Flavor Town like that. I know. Guy you Fieri know, is hilarious. Can I tell you, my wife? I the probably the only person in this world that my wife loves more than Stefania Bell might be Guy Fieri. Really? She watches Diners, Drive-ins, and uh Dives. Dives. I watch it all the time. All the time. Well, it's great background noise. Anyways, and the Daniels- only uh, she loves the Cooking Network. The only celebrity food I've Network. ever interviewed Food Network, sorry, the Food Network. The the only celebrity my, I've ever interviewed that you know, we've had a bunch of different celebrities here in um here in the studio and my wife's like, "Oh, that's nice. So that's cool." The day I told her we were interviewing Bobby Flay, lost her mind. She rushed down here to bring me something that I did not need. She was standing. I remember this day. I want to tell you from my perspective. I walked up a ramp. Beth is standing outside of the studio, which does not happen. No. I can actually feel the perspiration off of her body. She is so (laughs) excited to meet Bobby Flay. And and I'm like, what? You... Like she did her hair. She's got her. She's got a nice dress on. Oh like yeah. She's got makeup. Like she did the whole nine yards. Like oh, I just randomly, huh, Matthew, you forgot like <laughs> something I had no need for. Like you forgot the remote, or I don't know, something stupid. You forgot like, the remote, at right? Home. Just some. She made up some That's insane hilarious. excuse to come down here to meet Bobby Flay. Bobby uh, Flay. But she also loves Guy Fieri. Natural segue right to the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Vegas has them winning ten games uh, this they, year. That is Flavor Town. That has they've made the postseason back to back years uh, for sure. the first time since twenty two. 2009 to 2010. Mm-hmm. Let's begin with Carson Wentz. He played 11 games last year, 3,074 yards, 21 touchdowns, seven picks. Matthew, I got him at uh, eight. You have him at six. His quarterback ADP is ninth overall, along amongst the likes of Drew Brees, Cam Newton, and Tom Brady. Interesting one here, Matthew. Okay. There are some people, some smart people, that believe this is the best group of pass catchers he's ever had. We'll get into them more in a bit. Yep. And that he is primed for his best season ever. Yeah. Is the only reason, like, did you have any hesitation? Would you have considered, I guess, having him as like a top three fantasy quarterback this year? And is the reason why your answer would be no, simply because of the back issue that plagued him at the end of last year? That's a little bit of it. But honestly, if Andrew Lux, and also I'm I'm high on Baker Mayfield, so I have Mayfield one spot ahead of him. Okay. But... That's the only knock you can make on Carson. You can make uh, you can make on Carson Wentz. Like, there's I, one more knock. Okay, which is what that you think the running game will be better? He doesn't run the ball anymore. Right, and um, maybe last year, maybe it was overcompensation. But last season, Wentz, uh, let me see. I know he had 28 rushes last year. Like compared to where he was a couple of years ago, where he was a legitimate threat with his with his legs. I mean, yeah. he, the the play he got hurt on, right. Or scored the next play, but he's a he's a run. He's not a run. He's a runner in the Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins back in the day kind of way. He's not a runner in the sure Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, hundred rushing yards two years ago. Right last year he had ninety three. Sure, thirty four carries compared to sixty four. So yeah, we'll 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 see if uh, we'll see if that improves this year. I guess um, it's a it's nice to get a little bit of an upside here, but regardless. Uh, since the start of 2017, Carson Wentz is the fifth best quarterback in fantasy on a points per game basis. Okay? Rockstar, yeah. right? He's a rock star. To your point about, um, to your point about uh, the pass catchers around him. So I think he's got a ton of great pass catchers here. Remember, Carson Wentz um, 
He is, uh, over the last two years, tied for seventh in deep touchdowns, fourth on a per-game basis. He's ninth in deep touchdown percentage. One of the reasons I bring that up is I don't think people understand what Deshaun Jackson is going to mean for Carson Wentz's fantasy value. We'll get to Deshaun Jackson, whether he's somebody you want to roster in a minute here, but I think Deshaun Jackson and adding somebody that just opens up the offense like that is going to be a huge boon for Carson Wentz's fantasy value. Uh, Playing under Doug Peterson, a former NFL quarterback himself, it is a fantasy-friendly Pass first offense, and we expect that to continue here. Uh, so I believe Carson Wentz is due for a big year. I know people are concerned about the back, but the thing I said is like, look, the Philadelphia Eagles and Howie Roseman, who I assure you, Howie Roseman knows more about Carson Wentz's health than you or I or anyone listening to this. And if Howie Roseman is worth, is willing to give him a contract that could be worth 144 million, I'm pretty sure you can swing a 10th round pick. Not only that, Matthew, again, back to the philosophy thing. If you take Carson Wentz and you're nervous, snag a quarterback in the 15th round. I'm okay with that. Right. Like, if you want to take a, whatever, Lamar Jackson, somebody else who, I don't Kirk know. Kirk Cousins not, is going late. I mean, you know. Derek Carr might have some Derek issues. Derek we'll Carr. Philip Rivers him. is Phillip always Rivers. going so late. Philip Rivers is always 4,000 yards, you know, and almost 30 touchdowns in the bank. Right. Like, Cole there McCoy. are guys that, QB 16, Rivers is, uh, Thursday Kyle throws up on the screen. So, anyway, and one of the smart people, and I'm cheating a little bit here, but one of the smart people that are high on Carson Wentz, Lou Riddick. Sure. And so Lou Riddick two years ago came on the fantasy show, the first year of Sean McVay's offense. You remember in Jared Goff, everyone's like, oh boy, did the Rams make a mistake with Jared Goff at number one overall and whole thing. And he came on my show and he said, my bold prediction is that Jared Goff is going to be an elite fantasy quarterback this year. I think he was being drafted that year as quarterback 29. And obviously under McVay had a monster season. It was a, you know, he was a, I think he was a top 12 or 14 fantasy quarterback. Last year he came on my show and he said, uh, he said, my bold prediction is that Patrick Mahomes throws over 30 touchdowns. He missed by 20. Right. right, right. But still, <laughs> but still he, on the right he, side of that, ledger. on the right side of, you know, he was all in on Patrick Mahomes last year. This year he came on my show and, um, he said, uh, and that this is going to air on the show. Uh, we taped it yesterday, but he came my show and this will Matthew, air. Matthew, it's our show. I mean, yeah, you, you keep saying my show. It's, you can you can say our show if you want. I know I can. Yeah, it's my show. So anyway, on my he came on my show. <laughs> he, he talked to me. He waved to Daniel, but he talked to me. Right. And so the interview, the rest of his bold predictions will air later today on the Love Hate edition of the Fantasy Show on ESPN Plus. So check that out. But he said. Carson Wentz will be the MVP of the NFL this year. Well, good news right there for Carson Wentz. We like him a lot this year. Let's get to the backfield, though, because there are so many. Literally, there's like eight running backs in this roster that you've at least heard of. Now, the names of note are Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders. Let's focus on those two players, Matthew, because in terms of ADP, again, they are being drafted highest. For Jordan Howard, it's 35th amongst running backs. For Miles Sanders, second-round pick out of Penn State, it's 32nd. I think the focus here, based off what we've read so far in training camp, needs to be on Sanders. He was the backup to Saquon Barkley, but when he got to Penn State, and Kyle will tell you this is a lifelong Penn State fan. He balled out. Well, but no, he was, but when, before he got there, he was the number one prospect, like in the country, or one of the yeah. top running back prospects in the country. Getting stuck behind Saquon Barkley is no, like that's, there's no shame bell being rung around Miles Sanders. Good player. Um, solid in the passing game last year, but obviously a very good runner. When he got the chance to play, he played very well. All of the noise right now, Matthew, is about Miles Sanders being head and shoulders above the Eagles' backs. Yep. Now, that being said... Very buzzy. As much buzz as there is... Like a bee. As much buzz as there is, Matthew. Here's what we know. Miles Sanders. 
the preference for Doug Peterson has been to balance this backfield during his, what, three years now as the, as the Eagles head coach. In 2017, not once field did an Eagles running back get more than 16 carries. Right. Uh, only four times last year did a Philadelphia running back record more than 15 carries in a game, and those four performances came from three different running backs. Uh, jo- Josh Adams, Wendell Smallwood, and Corey Clement right. combined for those four different performances where a running back By the, way, the Eagles got more All those guys than 50- still on the roster. All those guys still on the roster. We'll see if they will come, come cut day. Right. Um, they get Darren Sproles back here as well. The point of those stats is to your point. Like, I think actually both Sanders and Jordan Howard are being massively undervalued here because I think people are concerned about the running back by committee. And I get that. But my belief is, is that this is going to be one of the best offenses in the NFL. Agreed. It's going to be one of the, uh, it's going to be one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Like, it's a, it's a very no good, o- it, yep. it's a very good offensive line. And so, I think you will see uh, Jordan Howard get some of the early down work. I think he will get the goal line work. I think you will see Miles Sanders involved in the passing game. I think they'll use him between the tackles as well. But I think you're going to see both guys get between 12 and 15 touches. Right. And on that offense, that's going to be enough to be worthy of a high-end flex, low-end RB2, and where they're go- currently going. I mean, Miles Sanders being drafted is running back 32, Jordan Howard running back 35. Yep, so pretty good value there, as long as this, Matthew. It's good value for those two as long as it's basically these two by themselves. Because there is another one of the parts of this backfield that makes it tricky. Darren Sproles, recently re-signed. Yeah. I don't, I don't I, and I'm not trying to be so naive, but I don't think you signed Darren Sproles to cut him, right? To eventually cut him. No, I agree with that. Wendell Smallwood was a player that a couple of years ago was the buzzy name in Eagles training camp. Corey Clement was a Super Bowl hero for them. Sure. Josh Adams was the starting running back at one point from there. So we think the value is in those two running backs. We think that it's good value right now based off ADP. I think Sproles makes the team. I think Clement makes the team, especially because of his special teams play. And, and then Josh Adams and Wendell Smallwood are on the Texans. Well, I think right. I think one of those. Right? I think both those guys. One of those guys may be hard to see them carrying five running backs. Tough. Maybe one of them gets in the practice squad. Whatever. I don't know. Agreed. Agreed. You know, but yeah, exactly. I think one of them signs with the Texans. But it's worth noting that even as pass happy as Doug Peterson is, field that last year the Eagles eighth in red zone rush percentage. When they get in close, they do like to give it there. Jordan Howard has scored nine touchdowns each of the last two years, and right. so they didn't give up a lot to get him, but they did go out and trade for him. And, and I do think they want to be physical at at certain points, and I do think I think Jordan Howard is a better version of Josh Adams of what they wanted to do with Josh Adams last year. Yeah, I say so as well, um, which does not bode well for Josh Adams, obviously. No, it, it certainly does not. But he could be not. the closer. A couple of years ago, they had they found magic with LeGarrette Blunt. It's not as simple as like sign Jordan or trade for Jordan Howard and get that, but he could be their hammerhead a la LeGarrette Blunt two seasons Yeah, and, I, and I, I think this is going to be, I think their defense will be better this year. Look, I think the Eagles, and this kills me to say this as a Redskins fan, but I think they're going to be one of the elite teams in the NFL. I, you know, uh, where Vegas has them. What, ten at, wins. At, at ten wins. I think I'd take the over there. Pound it. Uh, um, and, you know, which drives me nuts again as a Redskins fan, but like a game that's going to be winning, you're going to want to, you're going to run out the, you're going to run the clock. And so I'm bullish on Carson Wentz and the running backs for the Eagles because of where they're going in drafts. I am not, however, bullish on any of their pass catchers for the same reason. Like I think the entirety of their pass catchers are in crazy talented and will help Carson Wentz to a career year and help the Eagles. But in terms of consistent fantasy value, I think it's going to be tough here. 
We'll get to them after I tell you about MeUndies, because MeUndies is here tell to change your underwear. Not literally, although, true story, I need to change my MeUndies right now. I put my MeUndies on inside out this morning. This is true. But they're still comfortable. And I know it. I, I know this to be true, but only because Field told me that and Field never lies to me. I, Not because like we dressed together or that I saw this. Well, I, I, was, I was at the gym this morning, so clearly we didn't get dressed in the same spot today. <laughs> 100%. Have we checked the... Uh, the ID yet? No, we, we haven't, but my ID works at Dunkin' Donuts, I'll tell you that. Oh, nice. I can, I can walk in there anytime bless, I want. You know what? That was the best part. My, I went Dunkin' this morning. God bless the, the Dunkin's that opened at 5 a.m. this morning. Amazing. Anyways, MeUndies is- way, it's crazy that Dunkin' Donuts is like, you can't go three blocks here without seeing like two Dunkin' Donuts, but then you like, you, you're in Texas and like they don't exist. Right, like right. There's, they're, they're only an East Coast chain. Right. Those Bristol people, runs on Dunkin's. Yep. And MeUndies is here to change your underwear. Not literally, but it's here to change the way you think about it. They believe undies shouldn't take themselves too seriously. They believe undies should be soft, fit every booty like it was made for everybody, and offer fun patterns that give you the freedom to express yourself. MeUndies also believes that every woman should have the freedom to wear whatever cut they want, and whatever color they want, and whatever size they want. So ladies, rejoice. The Feel Free Collection is here. MeUndies size-tested these five new silhouettes on every body type with an ultra-soft, feather-lightweight waistband that provides zero restriction. These undies will be the best thing that has ever been on your body. They're offered in sizes extra small to 4XL. The new Feel Free co- Collection offers an ultra soft waistband that maximizes comfort with a weightless feel designed with you in mind. New prints drop every Tuesday, so undie exhaustion be gone. They just don't have undies, people. They also have super soft and comfy onesies and loungewear perfect for well lounging. Me Office has a great Me Undies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first time purchasers, you get fifteen percent off and free shipping. This is a no brainer, especially because they have a one hundred percent. Satisfaction guaranteed to get 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash FFF. That's MeUndies.com slash FFF. Hey, Secret Squirrel, why don't you shoot a note to the MeUndies people? See if they would like uh, some Matthew Berry MeUndies. Throw my face on. People would wear that. People would wear that right under their... Uh, on the, don't you think? Yeah, my if, face. Yeah, I, if their, your face was on my butt, I would wear face. that underwear. I feel like near people's butt. I feel yeah. people would like to see that. I agree. One of those yeah. icons, the one where I'm like, yes. Yeah. yeah. If you did a field face in the front and a Matthew face in the back, I think it would be. I just, Child population yeah. would go down over the next <laughs> few years. Why are there so imagine, few babies imagine, being imagine, born? Come on, imagine you're with your significant other. You take off your pants, and there's your me undies with me going like. I think that's dope. What's up? That's a great idea. You know, Chapin's birthday Hi, it's this me. month. It sounds like a good idea. Chapin's birthday this Hi, month? Hi, Chapin. Yeah. It's Chapin's yeah. birthday today or it's her birthday month? month. She's, uh, it's our, uh, just later on this Are we month. celebrating the entire month? No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I just, it, it, I've been thinking about gifts to give her. It's, you know, there's some pressure, sure. right? First birthday since we got married. Like, right. you can't just, like, show up with, like, a basket of fruit or something. That's probably a bad idea for anybody to give what a if, gift of a. Uh, you know what you could give her? For a just a basket of fruit? Like you are only wearing a basket of fruit? That's I what was just going to say, yeah. What if you walk in wearing nothing but a bow and a smile? <laughs> Let's talk about the. the well, have we talked about the rest the of the field in a box? Yet? You know what I'm saying? I think there's more you Eagles to talk saying? about. I don't, yeah. I don't get, I don't get, get it. Nope, like I don't get it. No, field in a box. Yeah. You could get her. Hey, real talk. You know what you could get her in all seriousness? You could get her, and I will help you out here. Rotopass? You could get her subscription to rotopass.com. 
you got a subscription to rotopass.com. Rotopass.com, yeah. of course, is the ultimate season-long fantasy football resource. You get, you get, uh, you get access to, like, websites like Football Guys and Rotowire, ESPN Plus, so you can watch me and Daniel's show, Rotoviz, Rosterwatch, Football Outsiders. You get all these amazing sites, customized ranks. You get, uh, draft software. It's incredible. <laughs> and in fact, Field, if you use the promo code CHAPIN. Oh. C-H-A-P-I-N. If you yeah. use the promo code CHAPIN, you get 10% off at rotopass.com. It is the ultimate fantasy football resource. We have thousands upon thousands of people that have used this to help them crush their league like a grape. So you could give that to Chapin as a birthday gift. I give Chapin Rotopass as a birthday gift. She gives me divorce papers for Christmas. It all works wow. out for everybody, right? Ah. I'm just kidding. She already subscribes. She doesn't need Well, you know what? Maybe Chapin could give it to you. Ooh, now we're That talking. would be helpful. That would be helpful. Let's talk about these Eagle pass, Eagles yes, pass catchers, sort of in, in, I guess, in totality. You've got mm. Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson and Nelson Aguilar amongst these wide receivers, plus J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, their second-round pick last year. I'm sorry, this year, out of Stanford. Matthew, you mentioned you're not crazy about any of them, and I kind of have to agree with you, and the reason why is volume. Sure. Right? Last year, Alshon Jeffrey was solid. 843 yards, six touchdowns in 13 games. Remember, he came out in yeah. that first game. He was awesome. Yep. ADP right now is 20 amongst wide receivers. You have met, you and I have him at 24. I'm yeah. just nervous here, Matthew. He had 65 catches last year. Yeah, 65. I mean, right. He needs to score to be fantasy relevant. He is touchdown dependent. Right. And that's fine, but like not for a guy going in the top 20. Not for a guy to be, you know, that you're just basically hoping he scores. And again, we're saying we think the Eagles offense is going to do well and we, we, we like Alshon really Jeffrey. Yeah. But when he's sitting there going around the same area as like my little Cooper Cup, or Kenny Galladay, right? Oh, or Tyler Lockett, who we expect to have a higher target share this year. Um, I don't know. I feel more confident about those guys than I do about Alshon Jeffrey, who's missed at least three games, uh, three of the last four ge- years, including last year as well. And this is an interesting stat that Kyle found. I thought this was crazy, but he's caught just fifty six point five percent of his passes when targeted by Wentz. Okay. Compared with all other Eagles who catch over sixty eight percent, for whatever reason, I think the, the point being is there. basically that like he had some better production with Nick Foles, and that for whatever reason that as Carson Wentz is looking there, looking around to try to move the chains, and he's got a lot of options there. For whatever reason, him and Alshon Jeffrey don't seem to be on the same page, except when they get in close. I will say this: he is somebody that they do uh, look to. He leads the Eagles with seventeen end zone targets from Carson Wentz over the past two years, but that's the problem. He needs to score to be. Worth worthwhile, and I just don't love somebody who's that touchdown dependent at that ADP. So he is touchdown dependent. Deshaun Jackson is big play dependent. Now yes, Deshaun is. Jackson is is not going free, but close to it. ADP of forty three amongst wide receivers. I've got him at forty five. You've got him at forty nine. This has been the talk of the town right now, Matthew. It has been the connection between Carson Wentz and Deshaun Jackson. On paper, it's a good fit. The guy not only will be a fan favorite, but he can still run like the wind. Yeah. The problem with Deshaun Jackson is simply this. Every training camp, this is the storyline, right? Deshaun Jackson and insert quarterback X are having a great connection on the deep ball. Oh, in fairness, though, not in Tampa Bay. That's, <laughs> the, oh, the one year in Tampa moments. Bay was like, right, we had a, yeah, but like the training camp that first year was like, uh, Jameis Winston and Deshaun John, yeah, John Jackson true, are true, not true. on the same page. But yes, in general, yeah, it's like hey, Deshaun Jackson is. Well, listen, he's he, always going to perform well in training camp practices where you're not hitting. Like it's basically just like I can run faster than you can. Right. He's a really good player, by the way. Yeah, but he's, he, he is like. These drills are set up to highlight somebody with world class speed. Right. Which he has, and he is, he is a wow player. Yep. Uh, and there will be 
four, maybe five games this year where he's got 100 yards and two touchdowns or he just has a huge game. But the problem is, is just the consistency hasn't been there. And again, as we talk about this, they have so many weapons. They have an improved running game here. They've got Jeffrey. They've got him. They've got Nelson Aguilar. They've got J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, right? Uh, they even have Mac Collins, who I personally you know, love. And it's, it's not, yeah, I do have a soft spot for Mac Collins, and he can't get onto the field, right? And then, of course, you've got the two tight ends. And so it's hard to see him getting consistent volume. They'll take deep shots to him every single game, but and some of those will connect, but a better best ball player, a better DFS tournament play than somebody that you want in season-long fantasy. Hard to count on him for consistent fantasy production. I wanted to leave some time here, Matthew, because between Nelson Aguilar and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and some other players, like some complimentary pieces will contribute. I have no doubt about that. But in terms of pass catchers that will be drafted highest, it'll be right. Zach Ertz. And I don't want to say that you disla- you don't hate Zach Ertz, but you have a different take on Zach Ertz and I think maybe consensus suggests. I've got him at 21 overall in my ADP. Right. You've got him at 27th overall. Now, we both have him as a tight end, too. But yeah. you have a couple of red flags you think are worth pointing out this year. Well, I'm I'm nervous about him. So this is a guy who last year had a 26.5% target share. Okay, good. 2016 to 2017, 21.8% okay. target share. Yep. Okay, and so, um, uh, you know, so... It was sort of like like he had a career year last year, 116 catches last year. The previous three years field, yep. he, he, had, he had between 74 and 78 receptions. Now, he missed a couple of games in those, in those years, so it's, a, you know, it's smaller games to do it. He played all 16 last year, but still, from 74 to, you know, call it 76. So, call it 76 receptions to all of a sudden 116? Hard to see that repeating. Like he he was a volume play last year, and so and it's the point I make in my draft day manifesto, which is that what you need to know is what they did last year. Those three tight ends okay. was historic. Right, it was they awesome. were historically great. And if you look at what the top three tight ends do compared to the rest of the field in the previous five seasons, it was significantly better last year than it has been at any other time in recent history. Got it. So the common. Uh, you know, common sense suggests that they will regress to the mean and that you won't have as big a year from those guys, especially with the fact when you think about Philadelphia that, as we just added, added to Sean Jackson, we, they want to get Dallas Goddard more involved here. I'm, they I'm have a Kelsey, better run game here. I don't know too as much. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm a believer in Kelsey as well, yeah. obviously, but and he's my number one tight end. He's the one guy that I think probably doesn't regress because he also has a longer track record of being elite at that level. Right. So my point is, is that if Zach Ertz doesn't get the kind of volume that he did last year, that is he worth a second or third round pick, which is where he's going. Um, uh, I, I believe it was Nick Mencio on Twitter saw an interview that Zach Ertz did on NFL Network. Yeah. And Zach Ertz basically said, like, yeah, we have, you know, uh, we added Deshaun Jackson and Goddard and the running backs and Miles Sanders. And, like, we're not going to, like, there's no way I'm catching 116 catch balls again. Like, so like I'm news. paraphrasing that. And it was it's from a tweet that, sure. that Nick put out. But the point is, like, even Zach Ertz doesn't think he's putting up the same numbers as he did last year. Let's just again, I, I don't want people to misconstrue this. Like, have a lot of love for Zach Ertz. I am a he's twenty-one. A great player. So I'm more confident than you are, and it's some of it is that I believe in the player, believe in the yeah. rapport. I also believe in the fact that Philadelphia is going to lean on these players. Last year, Philadelphia threw 255 passes with at least two tight ends on the field. The next closest team. So, so any if you, if you factor in again multiple tight ends, yep. The next closest in terms of attempts with multiple tight ends on the field was 208. 
So sure. basically three more passes per game with multiple tight ends on the field. It's going to be a staple of their offense. I agree. I like Dallas Goddard as a player. That- Not sure there's enough fantasy juice there to go. If we're, if we're concerned about the wide receivers, it, I think it's fair to say. I, like, Well, I saw a tweet yesterday. I, I want to say it was from Les Bowen, and I apologize if I'm getting this wrong. But I think it was from Les Bowen, who is you know, a longtime Philadelphia Eagles beat writer, uh, covers the team for a long time. Um, and he posed something like, is Dallas Goddard better than Zach Ertz right now? And I'm not asking to get into that debate, but my point is, is like, if that's even a question, tells you how good he is, right? Yeah, I mean, like, and so my expectation is, I agree with you. They're going to run a lot of two tight end sets. Yep. But I think you're going to see more Dallas Goddard, and I'm not necessarily advocating for Goddard. I think he's more of a tight end handcuff and more of a dynasty stash than he is a season long. You know, I don't have him in my top ten tight ends, but I do think he hurts Zach Ertz's. A redraft value this year. We did a Twitter poll as to whether or not Zach Ertz is worth a third round pick. You got the results there? Uh, Kyle, Kyle? Yeah, it was 38% said no, said yes, he was worth that draft day price, which is what he's going for on ESPN.com right now. 62% agree with Matthew saying he's not worth the third round pick. Interesting. By well, the way, 62% also the same amount of people that said I can talk about Avengers every day in my life. I think I that was That's under right. 60. No, I believe it was 62%. Well, Keith has a couple of questions that tied to tight ends. Yeah, so let's just got? go to those to close up cool, the show. Keith. What do you got, Keith? Yeah, I've got one for tight ends, and that's uh, from Jeremy Lucas, eleven. He says, uh, "And where's this from, by the way? Twitter. This YouTube? one here's from Twitter. Okay. From Twitter. So because you can you can both comment on the show if you want your question answered, you can go to uh, the ESPN channel uh, on YouTube yep. or at Fantasy Focus on Twitter. And while we're doing it live, we will keep responding to questions throughout the year. So what do we got, Jeremy Lucas, eleven? Yes. Okay. He says, "Anyone biting on the top three tight ends, or are you waiting on a Hunter Henry, Jared Cook, or OJ Howard type?" Definitely buddying on some of the top three tight ends. Yeah, it just dep- it depends on where you Kelsey. have it. Especially Kelsey. I was just about to say, um, I'm much more I'm much more comfortable with Kelsey at his at his ADP than I am with Ertz or Kittle. And honestly, there's a chance that Kittle winds up ahead of Ertz in my rankings at the moment. I have Ertz just over yeah. Kittle, like a narrow thin. But I'm a little like again, we're talking about just nitpicking Razor here. Thin. Little nervous though, but that some of like. Kittle's production last year was because like they had nothing to play for and they were like, yeah, let's get him, let's get him these stats, right? I mean, they had so many injuries, not just to, to Jimmy Garoppolo, but to wide receivers. Marquis Goodwin was banged up. Right. Pierre Garcon obviously eventually ended up on IR that like part of me wonders like we got, no, we have nothing to play for. Like he's the one person that fans show up to see. He's amazing. I love George Kittle, huge yeah. WWE fan also. Um, but like, if, again, we're talking about like tiebreakers here. I can see the production regressing just a little bit in terms of yardage this year. We'll see that. They certainly have more weapons, and we don't have a large sample size of Jimmy Garoppolo. We expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be a upgrade over Nick Mullins, right? but we don't know if he's going to be an upgrade over Nick Mullins for George Kittle specifically. Right? I was because say, Nick Mullins' numbers for fantasy with Nick with, with George Kittle were awesome. But And listen, I have talked to some NFL insiders that don't think there's a big difference between Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Mullins, mm, candidly. Nick so, Mullins. Um, uh, but I, I, like... What I was going to say is, is like, listen, they, they've got, um, they obviously have Dante Pettis back. They're, they drafted Debo Samuel. You're hearing some buzz about Trent Taylor. Right. So more wet. And obviously they've improved their running game as well. We expect Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon's back. They'll be involved in the passing game as well. So yeah, I'm a little nervous about, uh, Ertz and Kittle at their current ADP. Couple of questions to wrap up the show. What do you got, Keith? Yeah. T Caleb underscore Tuesday wants to know, is taking Marlon Mack and Damian Williams over Fournette crazy? PPR. No. No. That's my Not rankings say that. Say, if you yeah. follow my rankings. Sounds like yeah, for sure. Where did you have them in your uh in your where are your rankings? 
on, you the, have on, them? The, on the site. I'm trying to do this here. I'm trying not to use the computer during the show. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, get yeah. distracted. So I'll have you pull them up. So uh, just in terms of my close. rankings real quickly. So I have, it was, I have Marlon Mack at 17. And who was the other one? Damian Williams. Williams. Oh, I mean, I have Damian Williams at eight. Yeah, not crazy. I mean, like, you have I have Damian Williams at, and I have Fournette at 19. There you go. How crazy is it, though, that Damian, and I don't want to say crazy because he, he's played himself into this position, but like Leonard Fournette is, like you said yesterday, a true workhorse running back that doesn't have anyone else in that backfield to take touches away from him. Yeah, I think that was actually on the fantasy show, but four less than four yards per carry for, for Leonard Fournette. That's crazy. crazy inefficient. Yeah. And, by the way, trouble staying on the field. Well, yeah. at some point, you have to rid yourself of where you came from, right? Like, he's no longer the fourth pick in the draft. He is a guy that's sort of fighting to prove that he deserves to be spoken of in that light. Damian Williams is no longer the also ran out of Miami. It's the, hey, he is potentially the starting running back for the best offense in football. You know? For, for Andy Reid. Who, who's Andy Reid, especially since he's been in Kansas City, the starting running back for Andy Reid has fantasy always put up huge gold. fantasy numbers, right? And so, um, yeah, I mean, Fournette, uh, you know, and by the way, it's not just the injuries, which has, you know, nagged him since he's come out of college, but it's also like, He's missing team photos and he's being suspended. Like, I mean, like, right. He's just like, there's, there is risk with, there's risk with all these guys. But to answer your question, is it crazy? No, certainly my ranks have both Damian Williams and Marlon Mack ahead of Leonard Fournette. One more to send us away. What do you got, Keith? Matt Pickett wants to know which draft slot would you want in a 10 team league? I know we've had this question before. A lot of times you'll say, Hey, number one or whatever. But if it's not number one, where's your cutoff? Where's the top three? Top three for me. Top four if Zeke is back, top but top four. three right now. Okay, so top I'm four. Gonna say, I'm going to say top four. Because of the, the running back tier. If you can't right. have one through four. Well, I'm, I'm all in on David Johnson. So like so the one at five. Even if, even, yeah, and if Zeke is back, then top five. Okay. Gotcha. So right. Yeah, so for me, it's top three if Zeke is back, top four. If you can't have a top five pick or it doesn't work out that way, are you wanting to be somewhere in the middle? Do you want to be at the turn? Do you care, you know, from that standpoint? I'm good with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd probably, if, I, if I'm not top five, then I'd probably want to be towards the end of the round. Yeah, me too, because I think the difference between like a Devontae Adams and a DeAndre Hopkins and a Julio or Mike Thomas is a much smaller gap than what it, where it is between that fourth running back if Zeke is back or David Johnson is back. Or, you know, and, and like, you know, you get nervous when you get past those guys. All right. Oh, yeah. Back. Here it says, here's the poll, by the way. How long does that Matthew Berry TMR get to brag about being in Avengers? Uh, 10% another month, 6% one week, week one of the NFL season, 22% fields high school graduation, 62% said forever. I'm looking at the one above 62% that. 62% said forever that I'm allowed to brag about being in Avengers Endgame, which by the way is now available on digital and is coming out, uh, on Blu-ray August 13th, Avengers Endgame. I'm a company man. Yeah. How many points do you get with that, with the digital release? I, I, like, I think two. Two points. I think it's, I think Downey get three and I yeah. think I got two. got two. Might be two and a half. I'll have to ask my agent. After you were in that scene with him, I assumed that it jumped maybe a little it's bit. Something like that. Yeah. It's, it's something I, I think I have favored nations with Hemsworth. So I think whatever he got, I got as well. That's I have to, fair. Yeah. again, I gotta, gotta sort of dial down into the, uh, into the nitty gritty there. Talk to my agent. Have, uh, have my people call their people. When it, Thursday Kyle wanted to talk about chess boxing. What is chess boxing? Chess boxing. It's 11 rounds. You got a chess board in the middle of a boxing ring. You start with three minutes of chess. You play chess as far as you go. Then the board gets taken off of the ring, and you box for three minutes. And then you go back to chess, and until we get a winner in one of the game, is the winner the overall 
event here, and I, wait, I'm thinking is, is it winner my, the person who wins the chess match or the whatever happens first. first. If you get knocked out, you lose. But I would if just go checkmate. For, yeah, I would go for the knockout. I'm thinking yeah. in weight class behind the glass here. I think we've got some serious contenders it, in this it, event. Indulge me for a moment, if you would. Caddy Yates is doing Haymakers for Hope this year. Ooh, which oh is yeah, a yeah, really yeah. cool thing. It's it's basically charity boxing. So she's dedicated her life right now to boxing. October 9th. If you're in the Boston area, go check it out. And you can Google the website, make a donation if you feel compelled. Obviously, it all goes to a very noble cause. So while we're talking boxing, just thought of that. Haymakers for Hope. Haymakers for Hope in the Boston now, event. I remember at your wedding, Caddy Yates cornered me and said, I want to punch field for charity. Is this happening? It's happening, yes. It'll be on video at some point. I'll okay. make sure that it goes out to the masses. Well, we need to make a bigger deal of this, I believe. Well, she we, we just had this conversation yesterday. She wants to punch me in the face. I'm not... Money maker. Right, not sure that's going to be happening. No, no, no. You know what? I here's what I will do for you because I love Caddy Yates, as okay. you know. I love your sister, and uh, I uh, I love this charity. It's a great it's a great charity. Yep. I will volunteer Daniel Dopp to get punched in the face by Caddy Yates. You for know charity. something? You are you are. The I'm best. just like that's what I will do. Like like a lot of people say like you know don't do that, and I'm just like, but it's important to give back. Right. So I will make Secret Squirrel do that. Maybe we'll even send some cameras from the fantasy Jamie, show. That's really cool. Yeah, that's you so know. nice of you. Yeah, I mean, you are the ultimate team player. You however, I can help out, guys. Yeah. I love you. That's the best. Just, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like I, I, 100%. I see no issue. Spot you are spot. you are welcome. Like I, it's it's my pleasure to give back. So okay. well, hundred percent. Everybody follow Matthew Barry's lead and do the right thing in life. New York has a live show in less than two weeks. Go to, and I'm going to pull this website up again. Go to TicketWeb.com. Ticketweb. You can search ESPN. You can search Fantasy Focus. There's going to be live. Uh, obviously, we're doing a live show. You've got a meet and greet. There's swag you're going to have. There's always food there. Yep. Open invitation for Caddy Yates to come and practice her punch on Daniel at the live show in New York. Gauntlet so has like, been Secret Score, leave down. two tickets for Caddy nope. on my guest list, if yeah, you will. Sure. Yeah, you just, got it. Um, hey, and Thirsty Kyle, I need you to run out to the store and just get a like a... A really thin boxing glove, really, sort of those UFC thin. box, like those UFC boxing sure, gloves. Three inches, right. got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like just the, more the you know where the you can see the knuckles exposed, just for caddy. Yeah, that's it. That's all we got. That We're is- back tomorrow. I think Stefania comes back from the Amalfi Coast tomorrow. We don't know, but Stefania, if her first class flight arrives back in time, Stefania's back. Star. Fanya Bell back from her boondoggling. There's a new episode of the Fantasy Show on ESPN Plus coming out later today. My love hate edition. Nice. The love hate column will be out a little bit later. But if you want a sneak peek of sort of the players that I love, players that I hate, you can check out the Fantasy Show on ESPN Plus. It's 17 cents a day, people. I was going to say, put differently, if you want to read about Matthew's Redskins thoughts for this year and his New York Giants thoughts for this year, read his love hate column. Right. Um, by the way. As long we're talking about ESPN Plus, so it's five bucks a month. Yeah, but uh, as uh, our our fearless leader Bob Iger announced yesterday, Hulu and Disney Plus, dude, for like twelve bucks a month, twelve ninety nine for Hulu Plus, Disney Plus. I mean, Hulu, like literally, no one's asked. But I, no one I can't has asked us to pitch this. So amazing. No one has asked us to pitch this. I'm just telling you that is. I take my money. Literally take, take my it. money. Awesome deal. Like yeah. I already subscribed to Hulu. I already subscribed to ESPN Plus. Cannot wait. Right. I'm going to be to saving subscribe money to now. DSP, to Disney Plus. Totally. Where you get all the Star Wars movies, all the Avengers movies. My kids get all the Pixar movies. Like, get better. Count me in. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Peace out. You're in the Never gonna hustle in case you didn't know. Matthew Berry TMR. You, 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 you guys go ahead. Give me grief for being on Sports Center for 45 seconds.
think you could do better than me? Because I don't think you could. Jail bait, field yates. You're, 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 you're terrible at hashtag improv. At, 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 at field yates. At field yates. Stefania your bell. Oh, don't let Barry convert you. Secret squirrel, Daniel Dobb. Make, 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 make it happen. Mediocre fantasy advice. You're older than people realize. That never stops. Loyal 06010 listen. Geico presents Left Brain versus Right Brain. I've decided it's a sensible decision to switch to Geico. Okay, I feel you. We could save ourselves hundreds of dollars a year on car insurance. Oh, and then airbrush a Pegasus on the side of our hatchback. No, we will not airbrush a Pegasus on the side of our hatchback. We will reinvest that savings in a high-yield investment like a mutual fund. Oh, a Pegasus riding a jet ski playing a bass guitar. I cannot believe we share the same medulla. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.